Welcome to the High Action Podcast. I am John Story coming to you from Studio City, California, and I'm here with my compadres in the New West Guitar Group, Perry Smith and Will Brom. On today's episode, as we wind down 2021, we are going to discuss the topic of holiday music and how it pertains to the jazz guitarist. Well, how it pertains to all of us out there. But before we begin with this episode, I wanted to remind everybody that this podcast is made possible by Radial Engineering, and they're the creator of audio solutions for recording studios and live stages from direct boxes to unique switchers and revamp devices. In New West, we use things like the PZ Deluxe and um, the ABY switch. They're an amazing company, Canadian company. And for more information, visit www.radialeng.com. So we're getting down to the end of the year, fellas, and we have embarked on season two this year. I mean, what a year for the High Action Podcast, Will. I mean, don't you feel like we, uh, um, you know, we just keep trucking along here with our little little jazz guitar series? I think season one was a serious, introspective type of paying dues and just getting all this perspective, and it's been fun getting to just riff a little more in season two. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's uh, each week kind of doing more playing and, and kind of sharing with some of our our listeners a little bit more of the insight on how we approach the instrument has been kind of fun. I mean, Perry, what's been one of your uh, favorite things this year thus far with uh, with the podcast, whether it be season one or two? Oh, gosh. Well, thinking about season two this year, um, all the little themes have been really fun. I'm I'm surprised slightly though that scales and arpeggios from season two is our highest downloaded episode so far. So I know all of our guitar f- friends and family out there that- <laughs> just love digging into the scales and arpeggios. Man. And you know, yeah. Will wasn't even present for that one, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a little um, guest video from Will on that one, but yeah, just happy that people are uh, you know listening each week. That's right. And, you know, it's it's not only a teaching thing for us, everybody, but it's a chance for just for us to have this hang. I mean, the kind of conversations Will and Perry and I are doing here, this is exactly what we're doing on the road when we're out there with the New West Guitar Group. You know, we're excited next year. It looks like we're going to have a few tour dates happening. So be sure to visit www.newwestguitar.com for our tour info coming up next year. And uh, yeah, so getting into the holiday season here, I mean, you know, it's so funny. Last night I was with a bunch of friends and ended up accompanying, you know, 20 people of all of us singing all of these holiday tunes at this party, which was pretty funny. Hmm. And I tell you, these songs are no joke, man. They are a workout, you know. And when I think of this time of year and gigging, especially as solo guitar gigs, man, I tell you, coming up with arrangements on the spot of some of these tunes... It always is a, it's a bit of a workout, you know? So I think today we all want to do a little bit of playing and share with you guys some of our, our favorite holiday songs. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll go ahead and take this one on first because to set the stage for why we play this music, especially for listeners out there who aren't in the United States, because we have a lot of listeners with high action in other countries, um, you know, a lot of these holiday songs became really popular kind of after World War II. And one of my favorite ones, which was actually kind of during World War II, um, was from Meet Me in St. Louis that was starring Judy Garland, and it's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And 
you know, I'll just play a little bit of this melody here for everybody. So we got. So kind of like a classic holiday tune, it starts off with just a really basic arpeggio. You know, A-A-B-A form. Now this part, everyone always kind of changes this melody. The original melody is... cycles to the G minor, right? And then the bridge. And there's a lot you can do with this. And on the original sheet music, that's a diminished chord, which is kind of interesting, right? Which we see a lot. A cycle to the three. right to the two dominant, and then the last A. And then this is where the melody's different. So it still cycles to G minor, but we're basically a little higher. That high D is kind of a note that is often sang. In fact, that's how Judy Garland sang it. She held that D out. And yeah, man. interestingly enough, years ago, I wanted to do an arrangement for New West, just a holiday song, and I was thinking about doing that one, and then we ended up doing... Um, uh, another one, which I'll, I'll play a little clip of here towards the end of the episode, but that's always one of my favorites, and that's right at that time when these songs were starting to become more popularized. After World War II, a lot of the movies that were out at the time featured a lot of these kinds of songs, and uh, again, you know, eh, these were pop songs of the day, sang by people like Frank Sinatra and Burl Ives, and in this case, Judy Garland. So, Will, what's, uh, what's your pick of the day for your favorite holiday tune? Yeah, good choice. Um, you know, I I love holiday tunes. I think a lot of these standards, like the one you named, um, there's some really well-written ones. Um, I really like Irving Berlin's White Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's just got... makes me feel good you know nice I, I love Irving Berlin's tunes in general I think actually one of the reasons that that song 
implanted itself as a favorite is um, right out of college, I did an Irving Berlin show mm-hmm. called I Love a Piano. Mm, and cool. there was a whole section where we played this great orchestrated version of that. And it kind of just like, you know, seeped into my head and stayed there. So that's you know, my the, tune. The funniest Irving tune. Berlin story ever is Irving Berlin apparently getting a call from Steven Spielberg to use a song in one of his movies. Have you ever heard of this story? No. <laughs> it's because Irving Berlin lived to be almost 104 wow. or five years old and into the 1980s. Irving Berlin was still managing his songbook and his publishing, and you would call Irving Berlin's office to get permission to use his music. That's wild. And there was the movie Always, starring Richard Dreyfuss, that came out in 1987, and Spielberg wanted to use I'll Mm -hmm. Be Loving You Always, which is an Irving Berlin song as the theme. And Spielberg kept calling the office, and they kept saying, nope, can't use it, can't use it, can't use it. Finally, he gets Irving... On the phone, and I heard this directly from Sasha Spielberg, Irving Berlin's daughter, who's a, I mean, excuse me, Steven Spielberg's daughter, who's a singer. She told this, she said that her dad called him and finally got him on the phone and said, Hey, Irving, you know, I know there's been a miscommunication. We can't use this song for the movie. And he said, Sorry, kid, I've got big ideas for that one, and just hung up the phone. No, really? <laughs> And so if you listen to the movie Always by Spielberg, which came out, they composed a different song for the end credits that kind of sounds like Always, but isn't the song. And Spielberg, the whole time they were doing the movie, they're like, yeah, we'll use that song Always. We'll use that for the theme. They couldn't use it. So, wow. Yeah. He was quite, quite the character, apparently. (laughs) What a savage. Yeah. But, you know, and and he wrote America, uh, America the Beautiful, you know, which is uh, such a gorgeous song. So, yeah, Irving Berlin, for sure, man. Definitely one of my favorites for holiday stuff. How about you, Perry? Irving Berlin. I'll have to check him out. It's a good, good recommendation. Thanks. Yeah. He's going to go places. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's, he's, someone to watch out for. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I wanted to play I'll Be Home for Christmas, another song that I really enjoy. Uh, I'm going to play it in C, well-played White Christmas in C as well. And one thing I wanted to point out, all three of these Christmas tunes that we're playing kind of feature that sort of diminished one chord, which I'm a huge sucker for. I've always been a huge sucker for. I guess you don't have to use it on White Christmas. Like, I guess you could, right. you could use that chord there. It was like sort of like B over C um, instead of... Full, you know, one diminished. But the thing about these Christmas tunes or any tunes is they a lot of times they feature that one diminished, that sort of suspended resolution. And I don't know, I I just I love that sound. It's like the tension it's and release. It's ultimate. So it's not Christmas without an auxiliary diminished chord. It's not. It's not. <laughs> the form. Yeah, man. There it is. You didn't lose the form. You didn't lose the form. Maybe I didn't. 
See, yeah. I have a strict rule. Him. I never memorize Christmas tunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you must not live in L.A. No, it's, it's I, I don't know. I was like playing. And I looked down at my sheet and I was like, oh, wait, I lost the form. But then I think I stuck with it or something. I'm not sure what I did there. You, but, you, um, maybe, did you skip the bridge? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I heard it's the melody a, throughout. It's, a, it's like an A, B form tune. And uh, I think I maybe, I think I maybe didn't play that form right. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back up to the. Uh, there's, there's the middle section, right? Right? Isn't that in there somewhere? Uh, is that a different tune? See, this is yeah, a whole other Christmas tune discussion. I put that's the that's like in the first ending, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's close to I'll be home for Christmas, right? Please have snow and mistletoe. Yeah, so these are these are just great tunes that we kind of have the pleasure of playing once a year, and I guess, you know, a lot of times it's a fun way to connect with audiences because they all know these tunes. Whereas if you play like Stella by the Starlight or even Body and Soul or something on a gig, like people aren't always, you know, always going to know it. And uh, some of the gigs I do every time you, this time of year, you get into other Christmas tunes like Rocking Around the Christmas Tree and uh, Baby It's Cold Outside, which people still play, even though it's, it's a, little su- a little suspect on those lyrics. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. Santa baby. Santa baby. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, it's interesting, like, um some of the first songs I ever learned were holiday songs. I mean, for all of us. Like yeah. you sing yeah. these in like elementary school for your like back when we used to do winter programs and could sing song you know, songs with kind of a denomination to them, you know. Um we learned these and then as you learn jazz music, you're like, whoa, like these are these songs sound like Christmas songs yeah. or they I remember making that connection. And um, my mother's mom was a great musician and kind of gigged a little bit in her town. And I remember asking her, like, wow, you know, these holiday songs are really hard. And it really shows you how pop music has veered from this. And, you know, that like they pop songs have gotten easier. And she had an interesting reaction. She said, oh, people never could sing these right. You know, the musicians were always the ones that were trying to kind of like help a group of people sing these songs because, you know, even back in the 40s and 50s, they were hard songs to sing. So I think we have this illusion that like people back then could just sing all of these tunes. Hmm. It actually requires quite a bit of chops to sing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. You really need to outline those chords. And, you know, yeah. Just, it, I, I don't think anybody ever really could do it except people like Judy Garland and you know, that's an interesting uh, this is an interesting uh, sub talk sub topic of the Christmas uh, episode or holiday episode um, but I think there's some pop music nowadays that's kind of interesting harmony wise I mean certainly the uh, Bruno Mars the Silk Sonic stuff with Anderson Pax comes to mind like mm-hmm. how cool is that you know in terms of like harmony and melody for pop tunes i mean some of adele's stuff i think is pretty phenomenal from a melody standpoint so maybe we're coming back around you know with pop music yeah i mean large tops and pop music 2023 here we go 
<laughs> well, and you know, real quick, a couple other records for our high action listeners to go check out, which, you know, it's, it is kind of fun to like turn on some of these recordings. Like I listened to a lot of these when, you know, I don't know, just having dinner with my family for Christmas, but we've got Joe Pass's Six String Santa, which mm. came out in 1992, um, a couple years before Joe passed, but this is a uh, white Christmas. So let's just take a quick listen to this track. goes on so with that. So sweet, man. Classic Joe, you know. Reharmonizing a lot of that. He's got some, I got to steal some of those uh, reharms. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Yep. That one, and then a real funky one from 1966 is Kenny Burrell's uh, Have Yourself a Soulful Little Christmas. And this is um, a, just a clip from the Christmas song. I think Don Sebesky did those orchestrations. I'm not 100% sure. Quick, Um, good point about that tune. What a cool, like the first two notes are an octave. That doesn't happen much. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think of another tune where it's actually an octave. There's I Love You that has the intervals in major seven. Mm -hmm. But that's hip, you know. Let's see. Somewhere Um, over the rainbow, right? mm -hmm. Somewhere over the rainbow. And um, Bali High from South Pacific. Bali High. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so there's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
that record's got such a funky vibe to it, you know, and it was kind of an era. I mean, in the sixties, I think record labels were like, let's just have Kenny Burrell play the melody to all with these songs with a bunch of well, strings. Yeah, you with know? that kind of a tone. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Like, I mean, we had the fingerstyle episode last week, but thinking about like, that's, that's the pick on the strings with the mm-hmm. touch and the, the full body. Yeah. That's just, man. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and um, I think we released, so the last clip I'm going to play for everybody, we released, I know it's up on YouTube for sure, um, but New West back in 2015, somewhere in there, Mm. right before I think, Will, you were Mm. in the group, we recorded um, I'll Be Home for Christmas kind of is like this fast three tune. It was a fun little project, and here's here's kind of the intro to the arrangement for everybody. It's Guitar Trio. So that one's that one's up for for everybody. And if anybody ever wants to get some of these trio arrangements, hit us up on our website or on yeah. Patreon. You know, we actually sell some of our arrangements for guitar ensembles. People that want to check those out, that's a fun one. I still have that um, arrangement, Perry. That was a fun recording session. Yeah, I forgot all about that, and that was so many years ago. But it sounds really good. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. Yep. Can I add some um, a couple albums that Christmas albums I really dig? Yeah. Um, Oscar Peterson Trio has, um, I think it's just called An Oscar Peterson Christmas. And like every December, that album comes out for me. Um, and I think, you know, aside from OP being OP, the way he plays the tunes, because sometimes I'm sure you guys agree when we have to play these Christmas tunes, they're kind of sterile rhythmically, right? Maybe if you're with a singer, it, he puts just a, nice little groove on every tune and that makes all the difference 
Um, and the other album would be a Nat King Cole Christmas. Hmm. And he also has a version where he recorded the whole album in Spanish, which is wow. equally as, um, yeah. But he still uses the exact same enunciations just in Spanish. Wow. Like he's not even trying to use a Spanish, uh, Hispanic accent at all. It's, it's odd and yet charming. So those are my Christmas albums. Yeah, oh, and, and uh, the Mariah Carey Christmas album too. <laughs> yeah, and the the Nat Cole um, Christmas one has like some really interesting tunes. They're really difficult. Um, we did we played some of those in the Nat King Cole tribute show mm-hmm. years ago with Keith David, and I was like, man, these are really <clears throat> tricky arrangements. And Oscar Moore's solos are so great. Oscar was on all those recordings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, how about you, Perry? Is there anything that comes to mind that you like album wise? There's one sentimental record that I used to listen to and probably still do every Christmas, an old LP from my grandparents, but it's uh, a Joan Baez Noel. Just that's yeah. kind of a random throw in, but like one of those things from, from childhood that you kind of stick, stick with, you know? There we go. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. There we go. Just had a computer crash, Perry. It's okay. Oh no. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, yeah, one uh, uh, one project that was really fun for me years ago, in 2017, I did Gwen Stefani's uh, You Make It Feel Like Christmas. And it was actually a really fun chance for us to go in there. And the producer, who's the guy she's worked with for a really long time, was like, hey, let's let's really try to write some songs that have some cool chords in them because there's so much kind of boring mm. pop music out there that comes out there for Christmas. And it's that project is super fun. I, I keep hearing that, you know, you go into Target or Starbucks and you hear the, um, the stuff. So that, that was, that was fun. But anyway, boy, what if, what an interesting chance to get to hang today and talk about this. And for those of you who are checking out the podcast, be sure to visit us over at Patreon. Uh, we're putting up our video each week from this so you can see us kind of playing a little bit for those of you who are guitarists. Um, and stay tuned because into next year, we've got a lot of stuff coming up for you guys with, with, the, uh, with the episodes. Um, I think we've got one more here for the rest of this year. So be sure to visit us over at patreon.com and uh, before we go anything else you guys want to add to will perry come back next week for discussion on uh pedals specifically gain stacking pedals nice yeah yes well happy holidays to everybody and and thank you for uh being part of our community thank you guys so much 